This is Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast. It's with Kevin De Bruyne who sets up a shot and scores. And now it's with Harry Kane and it's another chance to make it three and he doesn't miss this time. That's Coutinho for Salah. Oh, that's brilliant. Mo Salah's header from Coutinho's excellent cross. And here's your host, James Rose. Welcome to the show, folks, and to week two of our Premier League breakdown. Hope you all had a great weekend. Today, we are delighted to welcome back to the airwaves the leader of the Kansas City Spurs fan group, the man whose newborn son already has a favorite Spurs player and whose homemade apple pie is quite divine. It's Gerard Bustamente. Welcome back, bud. How are you? I am great. I am sleepy. I am happy to be back. (laughs) How many hours of sleep are you averaging? Two or three? Yeah, I uh, I wish. Are you just that per week? Yeah. <laughs> per week. Love it. Uh, and I'm joined once more by the chairman of the Kansas City Unis, the man whose traveling exploits could register over a billion steps annually on a Fitbit tracker, and who hopes his new nephew is named Arson. Fingers crossed. It's Boyce Richardson. How are you, bud? Rejuvenated by the tears of Jose Mourinho. <laughs> If anything, we'll take that. Uh, Before we get started, a quick reminder, of course, that you can check us out on our social media outlets for any podcast updates and more. Uh, We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, there's our website, kickflag.com. Right, let's get the ball rolling with our top three segment, where our contestants try to figure out which stories and games were the most discussed. Three points for guessing number one, two points for number two, and so on. Uh, Jared, you're going to get to go first this week. So out of all the fixtures, which do you think was the most talked about? Oh, goody. Uh, let's see. <laughs> kind of voice alluded to this. Uh, let's talk about Brighton over United this morning. Let's go ahead and absolutely do that. Yes, uh, that was certainly on the list, uh, much to everyone's delight slash surprise. Uh, that took second spot, though, so that'll get you uh, just two points. Uh, Brighton put three past United in a result that Mourinho was clearly not expecting. Uh, the final score was 3-2. to two. Jared, uh, let's let's go ahead and break this down a little bit. What do you think were the biggest errors for Manchester United in this game? I some just... Well, first of all, you can't take anything away from Glenn Murray's deft finish on that first right. goal. Anybody who did not see that first goal... Pause, Google, return. Uh, it was ju- I could not stop watching it. Uh, and truth be told, I was actually watching replays of Glenn Murray's first goal, so I missed the second goal. They happened that fast. <laughs> yep, so I think that, one, uh, you had to just I'm trying to figure out what kind of defending they were doing uh, for United because that barely qualifies. Um, <laughs> and, and to be able to you know get hit back-to-back, I get it your way, and all signs point to, you know, Brighton just really playing some inspired football. I didn't know this, but they played this uh, during the broadcast that Brighton actually beat United last May in order to stay up. They did. Yeah. Last did. season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize that. Um, you know, you got a couple penalties in this match. Of course, you know, I think United's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's just a remarkable mismanagement of a multi million dollar payroll and i'm i'm, I'm kind of at a loss <laughs> they're disorganized they're at a, a team that they should have absolutely dominated in brighton i don't care where you play uh they should been playing in the parking lot should have been running circles around them mm-hmm. uh i think some of the highlights for united while well, pogba uh kind of the two goals in season kind of padded by penalties uh lukaku gets on the sheet so that's a highlight but if you're judging the united performances on whether or not lukaku scores and not whether or not 
the Red Devils win. Uh, Mourinho is he's got a problem in his hands. Mm-hmm. That I agree with. I think even just his expression on the touchline uh, as they entered in the second half, him and Carrick both were just like, "What do we do? <laughs> How do we fix this?" Um, boys, let me throw the question to you. Um, well, obviously, we should give Brighton some praise, of course, because uh, getting a win against a big team like United is a huge, remarkable effort. But uh, United, though, what are, what, are, what are they missing? An entire defense. I mean, outside of the fact that David De Gea is there, and in the 17-18 campaign, I, I think he probably netted them an additional 10 to 15 points alone. But you could tell over the summer that Jose Mourinho is growing increasingly frustrated by their inability to be able to get anyone in. You know, they spent all summer flirting with Alderweireld and never brought him in mm-hmm. because I think it was a debate over what, like five to ten million pounds. That's absolutely ridiculous. You're Manchester United. You dumped money on Luke Shaw and you can't find another five to ten million pounds in order to be able to pick up exactly what you need. You know, Ed Woodward just needs to decide what he wants. If he's not going to go along with what Jose Mourinho is requesting, then he needs to fire Jose Mourinho, much to my un, undying sadness. I, I am I'm ready for this explosion. Like I've really not been ready for anything in a while. It was pretty enjoyable when Eden Hazard basically just quit on Mourinho at Chelsea. Watching this team just fall apart is going to be incredibly enjoyable, especially because Mourinho is going to be the one that caused all of it. Mm-hmm. Look at the situation. Jared referenced it. Paul Pogba has two goals, both off of PKs. Today's in the 95th minute. You know, Lukaku's put goals in the back of the net, and that's great. But Mourinho's already fractured his relationship with Anthony Martial, who I think has an incredible level of potential. You have Marcus- we'll take him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> He's exactly what Spurs are missing, and I hope they don't get him. Uh, but Rashford starting from the bench. Your subs today, Jesse Lingard, that's a solid sub. You're still dealing with Marijuana Fellaini. The people that were left on the bench, Chris Smalling, Ander Herrera, and Lee Grant. Everton has been absolutely lambasted for the just vile way that they've spent the money from Lukaku. But I, I don't think that Manchester United necessarily deserves a free pass on that front. I, they're going to have problems this season. I think we all predicted it initially. I wouldn't have them in my top four at the end of the campaign. I, I just don't think that they have it. I think Chelsea is actually a better squad than they are. I'll actually be interested to see how Arsenal fare against them because this team is inept. Mm-hmm. You know, they barely got by uh, with Leicester giving them the match in the first game of the season. I, I just don't, I don't think they have it. And I, I think the longer that they keep Mourinho, the worse things are going to get for this team. And the question is, do you allow him to see out his full terrible third season or do you do you fire him now? And mm-hmm. ESPN, when I turned it on earlier to make sure I had all of the scores up, already has rumors about Zinedine Zidane mm-hmm. taking I read them. Yeah. United, which is absolutely terrifying because <laughs> the manager who actually decided to play offensive football with his team might actually win some matches. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a trophy or two. I mean, Halley did it with Real Madrid. Yes, yeah, so I actually read that too, and I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> could happen. Let's not joke about it. Um, but uh, very valid points nonetheless. Let's go ahead and move on to our uh, to our next one then, boys. It's over to you. We have first and third spots still to guess. So what do you think? Well, as as much as I want to talk about 
the beginnings of the Arsenal season. Why not? Uh, Arsenal-Chelsea, let's talk about that. Let's go ahead and uh, dip into that a little bit. Yeah, sure. That'll actually get you those three points because that was the number one spot this week. Uh, Despite a two-goal comeback, Arsenal lose out to Chelsea in a five-goal spectacle. The final score was 3-2. This for Arsenal is the first time a manager has lost his two opening games since 1986, since Steve Burtonshaw was their caretaker manager in 1986. Um, So let me ask you this question. Unfair season openers for the Gunners, or do we see potential signs of worry for this team moving forward? I think it's very hard to take anything away from an opening season match against a phenomenal Manchester City team. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps the best team the Premier League has seen in a decade. Uh, certainly a team that's going to do some incredible damage. They beat some teams 6-1 to one today with a hat trick from Aguero. That <laughs> team is exceedingly dangerous. I'm not really worried about it. Obviously, if you had talked to me about 20 minutes into the match uh, this weekend on Saturday, there would have been some additional concerns. I I think you're still seeing problems with the Arsenal back line in terms of not recognizing danger. Both of the first two goals from Chelsea were completely preventable. Mkhitaryan got absolutely slated on the first one for not paying attention. And then Mustafi did as Mustafi does. Admittedly, he didn't have any help. You know, on that second goal, he's trying to defend Murata by himself because I think it's Bellerin and Socrates are still miles away up at mid pitch, just watching from afar like spectators, which is not very helpful. I think that, again, I referenced it last week. I still think it's the most concerning thing thus far has been the inability of the Arsenal strikers to actually put balls in the back of the net. You can't have a situation where your most expensive player in club history is kicking field goals when the net is open. And your second most expensive player in history is passing the ball to the other team in the 81st minute and allowing them to score goals. Uh, That's not (laughs) a good look for Arsenal offensively, even with the fact that I think even an impartial observer could have argued at the very end of the first half, Arsenal probably should have been up. You know, there were untold number of opportunities that happened between about the 30th and the 45th minute in the first half where I I think you saw a little bit of offensive injection into the Arsenal lineup. But to go back to your question, these are two of the top probably seven most difficult fixtures in Arsenal's 18-19 campaign. And they came in the first two fixtures of the season under a new manager. And I know it sounds a little frustrating that this hasn't happened since 1986, but when you start <laughs> realizing that Arsene Wenger was there for 22 years, uh, <laughs> <True. laughs> that's, that, there's not a lot of opportunity in there for another manager to do that. You know, if, if Arsenal had had Manchester United's opening two fixtures of the campaign, I think they have at least three points. If Emery got punished for anything on Saturday, it was bringing on Lacazette instead of doing what Arsene Wenger would have done, which is bring on El Nini. Now, Hmm. I said it last week, and I'll say it again this week. I saw a 45th-minute tactical substitution and then another one within the next 10 minutes. That's amazing. It's something that (laughs) I am no longer shouting at my TV for tactical substitutions to occur because they're actually occurring, which is something that's fantastic. (laughs) The the Torreira substitution, I thought, worked really well. I think that the last substitution of of Lacazette for Awobi is what cost... Arsenal the match. So in the end, I think it's going to be really hard to evaluate Unai Emery until Arsenal start playing teams that they should be expected to beat. Let's be honest. You know, I said it last year. It's still true now. There is a talent deficit on this Arsenal roster. 
And in order to win and in order to get back into the top four, they're going to need their top talent to actually play and play well. Jared, we talked last week about uh, Chelsea having you know issues and rumors uh, during the transfer window of losing their best players, but they've now you know comfortable victories back to back, six points. So have we been ignoring Chelsea as potential title challengers? I wouldn't go that far. I think uh, the uh, uh, canary in the coal mine for this Chelsea uh, team is actually Ross Barkley, uh, who I think kind of not so quietly had a very, very good match. Uh, he could have he, he could have snatched a couple early on in this match. Uh, I don't know about potential title challengers. Uh, I would have to see more out of this uh, particular new goalkeeper whose name I can't pronounce. Uh, I don't think but, anyone can. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I've heard it like four different ways. It's like until there's a consensus as a Bustamante. I'm just going to go ahead and let the guy you know say his own name. But <laughs> this is a solid team. I mean, just those uh, those counters were clinical, uh, which I'm sure. We're very frustrating for boys to watch two three touches balls in the back of the net that's how you do that um and i don't i don't quite agree with the with the talent deficit uh for arsenal football club (laughs) i think they have plenty of talent uh and i just think they were outplayed uh and boys and i kind of talked about this you know there's a question of you know is that some tightness uh on on some of the arsenal forwards uh i missing wide open nets things like that i mean I 100% agree with boys. You could argue that they should have been up at the end of that first half. And I think that kind of changes the dynamic mm-hmm. uh, of, of that squad. I think Eden Hazard comes on uh, a little earlier. Um, maybe you see that Jeru uh, 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 substitution earlier. I think it completely changes the game. Uh, they didn't. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but simply, yeah. <laughs> Chelsea were able to kind of, you know, hang on to it. Uh, so, I don't know. That's a. That's a solid win for uh, uh, for Chelsea, and they'll, and they'll be happy to march on. I will say, to only momentarily inject into Jared's discussion, <laughs> Do it. I, I actually thought Chelsea's keeper was terrible during the match. And it's strange because there were a couple goals that Arsenal should have scored that they didn't, but I think both of the goals that Arsenal did score, Thibaut Courtois probably stops. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. So Just watching uh, the, yeah. Mkhitaryan's, I don't know, man, like, Megatron's they kind of took that away through traffic, so I'll I'll give him that. Uh, Jared, let's uh, let's swiftly move on to the last point of this uh, particular section, and it is third spot. So, what do you think made it? Well, City's absolutely drubbing of Huddersfield Town. That'll absolutely do it. Yep, that snuck into that last spot of this week's uh, top three section. Aguero's hat trick and three other goals uh, see off. Uh, Huddersfield six to one is the final score. Um, what do opposition? T- I think I asked this last season. I'm going to ask it again. What do opposition <laughs> teams need to do to stop this city team? <laughs> Someone has to stop them, surely. <laughs> I, God, you know, last year the answer to this was you know there was suspect defending in the back, right? Mm-hmm. You could attack Nicholas Mendy, uh, Kyle Walker, uh, who was known for you know getting out of position. Uh, uh, even while at Spurs, you know, the older it gets, loses a step. You can maybe get in behind. Um, Vincent Company is a thousand years old. I don't know. Like, there's <laughs> got to be something. But, I mean, here you're looking a completely different formation. Uh, much to my fantasy team chagrin, Walker didn't even play. Uh, and, I mean, just this this midfield is silly. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and and now you're bringing the, their bench has always been ridiculous, but you have, you know, you're bringing in Leroy Sani and Riyad Mahrez off the bench. 
uh, I it's just the two players that I just described as being weaknesses didn't even play. So mm-hmm. I I I don't know. <laughs> there is <laughs> no answer. Por- it's over. <laughs> and, and, and and the poor terriers uh, were kind of you know are the control group here. Uh, just <laughs> I think you can maybe beat them on the counter. Um, this wasn't their fastest team uh, with Stones back there on right back. I think you just sit back to your bunker and then wait for the counter. But the idea that you can weather this kind of speed and attack from the city team, I I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, we can know for sure. Whatever Huddersfield Town did didn't work, so don't do that. Yeah, don't don't concede uh, six goals and maybe just score one casually. Everyone, I think, including Huddersfield, kind of expected this. <laughs> yeah, uh, Maybe not 6-1, but just, you know, maybe, maybe we just kind of talk this one. Boris, uh, what are your thoughts on the... The city perspective, so to speak, have uh, have we got a team that we just can't beat here? I think there's only one club in the Premier League that I would take as even even odds against them in a match, and that's Liverpool at home in October. Interesting. Uh, yep. I think if they get past that match with a draw, we're Arsenal's Invincibles are in trouble. Uh, as Jared referenced, you're looking at. I know Phil Foden came in at the end of the match, but Riyad Mahrez, Leroy Sané, they don't even have De Bruyne in the lineup. He's hurt. They've got Raheem Sterling on the bench, Kyle Walker's on the bench. Uh, Odomendi's terrible, but again, he's not playing. Uh, Vincent Company, I think in a back three, is about the perfect sort of positional lineup for him. Just right in the middle of that. That, that formation, I think, suits him very well, given his like advanced Im- age. <laughs> Immobility. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The fact that he can't run and he is really old. Uh I think one of the biggest problems for Manchester City last season was when Benjamin Mindy got hurt. Now he's back. They look phenomenal. I mean, when you have a team that has Raheem Sterling, Leroy Sané, Sergio Aguero, Gabriel Jesus, Gunwan, Silva, it just it doesn't stop. They have so many options, and if one player doesn't have a good match, there's about 15 other ones that possibly could. If you watched the Amazon series about Manchester City, Pep's got them running through walls. Strategically and tactically, I don't think that there's anyone else in the Premier League that touches Pep, and he's now got the best lineup in the Premier League by a a large margin. I just don't know what to do. You asked Jared what you need to do in order to be able to beat this this club, and I I just don't know. I mean, Arsenal are not a terrible team, and they spent 90 minutes barely being able to get it out of the midfield. Uh, That midfield is rampant. They're fast, clinical they get the ball from one end of the pitch to the other one in lightning speed, and they have an array of attacking players who are absolutely ruthless. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is going to be the last 6-1 scoreline that you see from them this campaign. They're already, they have a plus seven goal differential, which puts them three above Chelsea already. Uh, <laughs> poor Huddersfield have a negative eight goal differential. When you ship six, it's easy to get put down that far. <laughs> but... I, I just don't – I don't know what to do. I, I I empathize with all other 19 Premier League managers and trying to figure out a strategy that will beat Man City. And sitting here two matches into a 38-match season, uh, I truly, truly wonder whether or not anyone manages to beat them this season. <laughs> 
let's just give him the title already. I should be done with it. That for the next five years, maybe. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to our uh, our next contest, which is another round of Keep Your Enemies Closer. Uh, this is a quick fire quiz that will test your knowledge on your rival's teams. So I'm going to give oh, each God. of you 45, 45 seconds this time uh, to answer up to eight questions about uh, a rival team can be anything based on transfers, past managers. Uh, each correct answer will give you a point. And Jared, you're up first, and we're about to enter that dark place as we go through this time. <laughs> the upside down. <laughs> the upside. Great words, boys. I'll tell you. The upside down. As uh, you go ahead and answer questions about Arsenal Football Club. Okay. Um, uh, are Are you ready? Uh, no, but all right, let's do it. <laughs> Take deep breaths. Um, you're going to be fine. Don't worry. About I think it. my I think my son might know about as much uh, these questions as I will. But, Bring him uh, in. Bring you no, know, I did really terribly at this last last week. Like truly, <laughs> truly awful. <laughs> Points galore. All right, Jared, your time starts now. How many years did Arsene Wenger spend at Arsenal Football Club? Twenty. Oh, close! Twenty-two years. Uh, how many oh, you goals? Said did... that early, <laughs> he did. Yeah. How many goals did Arsenal concede when they played Man United in August two thousand eleven? Oh. Two. Uh, no, it was eight. Uh, a lot. <laughs> Name the Arsenal goalkeeper who played as England's number one in the early two thousands. Uh, Seaman. Yes, David Seaman. Yes. Correct. I'll give you it. Which part of London were Arsenal Football Club originally based at? Uh, Woolwich. Well, I'll allow it. It's Woolwich, but I'll take it. Uh, last, <laughs> last question as the time's about to run out. Uh, name Arsenal's old stadium before they moved to the Emirates. Highbury. Highbury, bam. There it is. Nice work. Done. Congratulations. You got a couple there. You got a couple points. Boosted oh, that score man. tally up a little bit. All right, boys, we're over to you. Time for redemption. You're up next. And just this like... isn't redemptive. <laughs> and just like last week, I'm delighted to once again uh, bring you 30 seconds on questions about Tottenham Hotspur. Wait, you... he got 45. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, I didn't edit the script. <laughs> Actually, no. You only get 30 seconds. I know seconds. this is rigged, but come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're right. You do get 45 seconds. Uh, are you ready? Why not? Let's do it. Why not? Okay. Uh, who was the most recent Englishman to manage Spurs? Sherwood. Yes, Tim Sherwood. That's correct. Before AIA, who was Spurs' shirt sponsor? Absolutely no idea. Ooh, it was Hewlett Packard or HP. Before Hugo Lloris, who was Spurs' key number one goalkeeper? Brad Friedel. Brad Friedel is correct. What year was AVB fired from Spurs? Oh, too soon. Uh, 2015. Oh, it was 13. Close. Uh, one more question here. Who was Spurs' American-born center forward in 2012, scoring seven goals in his 29 appearances? Clint Dempsey. Clint Dempsey is absolutely correct. Nice work. A little better this time, boys. It's true. I can hear Jared's small child crying in the background at my uh, rousing performance during that round. He was trying There's to... absolutely nothing I can do about that. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's Strat a small you. child here, ladies and gentlemen. It's all right. It's <laughs> all good.
Uh, let's move on to the last uh, section of our podcast. And it wouldn't be a corner flag podcast without concluding with a classic. Yes, it is player profile. Uh, same rules apply. Five different clues to a Premier League player. Each clue easier than the last. First person to shout in their name and correctly guess that player wins the two points. But you only get one guess as an incorrect shot will freeze you out. Uh, this week's category is Spanish Sensations. Try saying that five times. Spanish Sensations. Anyway, uh, you guys ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. And player number one is a midfielder. <laughs> I hear him. He's, he's, he's getting involved. <laughs> uh, where's the number 21 shirt? Scored from a free kick over the weekend. Plays for Manchester City. And recently Boyce. had a... Oh, yes, boys. David Silva. Yes, that is correct, sir. And that'll get you those two points. The last clue. Recently had a son. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> See, we trying to bring that in. Bring the that little... Of the day. He and Jared are just the same. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting two hours of sleep as well. You could tell. He just scores a perfect free kick. Anyway, uh, player number two is a left back. Also scored this weekend... Once on loan at Sunderland, plays for Chelsea. Boyce. Yes, Boyce. Alonso. Alonso. There it is. Marcus Alonso is absolutely correct, and I'll get you those two points. The last clue was, first name is Marco, so that might have done it. Uh, Player number three is a goalkeeper. Is 27 years old. Boyce. Yes, Boyce. David De Gea. Damn, he's on fire. He's on fire. Yes, that is that easy. I was waiting. I was like, no, that can't be it. Can't be it. Can't be it. Isn't he the only Spanish goalkeeper in existence at this point? Do they even have a second? Do you know what I'm thinking? Uh, Ariza Balaga is Spanish. Ah, damn, that could have been it. Damn it. That's why I was waiting. He was Uh, waiting for that. James, you disappoint me. (laughs) That definitive clue. Oh, man. Uh, Player number four used to play for Chelsea. Is an attacking midfielder. Jared. Yes, Jared. Juan Mata. Smashed it. There it is. Nice work, bud. And that'll get you those two points. Uh, other clues in this one were, has been managed by Mourinho twice, now plays for United, and his first name is Juan. Juan Mata. Nice work, bud. Uh, this last player is a striker. Used to play for Stoke City. Now plays for Newcastle United. Boyce. Yes, Boyce. The MTV VJ Kennedy. <laughs> it is not, I'm afraid. No, and that oh, does no. freeze you out. Jared, so this, uh, these last clues are for you. He scored against Spurs on their opening day fixture. And his full name is Jose Luis Mato San Matrin. Say that five times. Marco San... Joselu? Yes, it is. Yeah. Joselu, that I is correct. Remember, like, how is that guy? Joselu? Like, I don't care. I remember being upset about it. Uh, <laughs> All of us were equally mad at the bar at that time. But yes, it is uh, Joselu, or however you say his name. Uh, that'll get you those two points. And that is the game, folks. Uh, congratulations to both. The final scores. Jared has 10. Boyce has 12. So, Boyce, congratulations. You've taken the win this week. How do you feel? You know, when you're not up against Manchester City or a Manchester City podcaster, things tend to go a little bit easier. (laughs) Tim was so happy with that win last week. It was like he'd just been given a million (laughs) dollars. 
<laughs> oh man uh jared how you feeling buck starting off zero and one but i am optimistic but not mm. as optimistic as an arsenal supporter <laughs> oh zing there it is oh, zings <laughs> answer ladies and gentlemen return fire return fire you're right it is uh very early days in this season uh the season score is currently zero one one if you want to include a guest score um last thing we're going to do before we wrap up is have a quick breakdown of our fantasy premier league um my wife believe it or not did have a strong lead but whoever picks captain for aguero has now overtaken her actually it's two people uh Aaron E. Zaid and Darren McGovern, congratulations on captaining Aguero, because you have now pole vaulted over the rest with quite a strong lead. Um, on the other end of the table, uh, sadly, yours truly here is whimpering away at uh, 77 points. Um, Caroline, is it Reinke? Renke? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I think it's Renke. Renke. Uh, Oda be a GG, uh, sadly, sits still at the bottom. Um, hey, early days. You never know, Caroline. You might make it back. Um, guys, how are we feeling about our teams? I need Aubameyang to score. If he's not going to score, <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> uh, and against all odds, uh Harry Kane scoring in August. So, um, so long as my captains keep scoring, we're good. I was gonna say that was that's a that was first. That maybe would have been uh, the fourth in the list, but uh, anyway, we'll see. <laughs> like I said, early days. Um, that's all we have time for, folks. Uh, big thanks to Jerry Bustamante and Boyce Richardson. Don't forget to check out our social media, Twitter, Facebook, and our website, kickflag.com. Any final words, Jared? Uh, I will pick a new podcast recording location further away from my nursery. <laughs> Bring him on next time. It's going to be good. Uh, boys? <laughs> you know, I think there will come a day against West Ham next Saturday when Arsenal actually get three whole points. Steady on. Calm down. You never know. West Ham might pull it out of the bag. We'll see. Um, but that's all we have time for, folks. Thanks again. And until next time.